0: Redeeming time. Let's go to Colossians 4, verse 2 to 6. So now in the context of Romans 12 there that we read, think of it in terms of redeeming time. Because in order to walk in those truths, you need to redeem time. Why? Because it's going to take time to get it on the inside of you. It's going to take time to renew your mind To those truths and to keep renewing your mind to those truths. So Colossians 4 verse 2 to 6 and we read. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ. for for which also I am in chains, that I may make manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time. What would the impact be? What will the impact be on our personal lives? If we could walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the town. Verse 6: Let your speech always be with grace. It's so easy for us to say things that we shouldn't say. I was coming to church this morning, I made a comment. I don't know, the old man just popped out for a minute. And I would hit him on the head and get him back. Because it wasn't, let your speech always be with grace. It was said in jest, little jest, but it was wrong. Seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer one another. Come on, family. This is so rich in truth. Let's read verse 6 again. Let your speech always be with grace. Remember what grace is? They don't deserve it. But you give it anyway. Seasoned with salt. Because no strife can grow in salt no strife can grow in salt that you may know how you ought to answer one another glory to god being at the end of the another year is a good time to do a little self introspection and i guess In some ways, that's exactly what we've just done by reading Romans 12. Remember, family, that this Word is a mirror. When you see yourself in this mirror and it doesn't reflect what the Word says, don't get into condemnation. Let the Holy Ghost do some spiritual surgery on us. Amen? Because it is... What it is. So we're at the end of the year and we should do a little introspection. Some of us may need a little bit more than a little introspection. But don't allow condemnation to be part of that introspection. You see, the Bible says that we're to judge ourselves lest we be judged. That doesn't mean beat up on yourself. It means when we read those, that passage of Scripture which we read, then we allow that to filter our heart, to renew our mind and our thinking. Because invariably when we do that introspection, we'll find out that our thinking is often not in line with God's Word. But as we continue to allow the renewing of our mind, eventually we start to live in a way that we never thought was possible. As God said to me all those years ago, if you allow the Word to work you, you, sorry, if you allow yourself to work the Word, then eventually the Word will work through you. It will work you. It'll take over and just do what it should do. Amen? Amen. So, no condemnation. Because I want you to think about this that um, life is measured in time. And I remember my dad saying, you know, we'd say to him, When I'm 21, and he would—he had the saying. He would say, "When you're 21, you'll be 40." It made no sense, but literally that's what it became. It moved so quickly. I look back over my life. Uh, next year I turn 70. I look back over my life, and I go, "What happened?" It's gone so quickly, so very, very quickly, and there seems to be so many more goals the more you serve God, the more goals grow in your life, it seems. And it does, because He's life. Amen. And so time, life is measured by time. And I want you to look at Psalm 90, verse 10. I'm just going to read it out of here, the Amplified. Read the first part of it. Psalm 90, verse 10. The days of your life are 70 years, or even... If, because of strength 80 years time in that context you can see is finite it's a limited commodity and to the young adults here and to those that are grey like me don't waste any more time don't waste time Don't waste time. Jesus said, I am come that you may have and enjoy life, time, in abundance, to the full, till it overflows. I will continue to pursue that scripture until Jesus comes. Because he didn't just say it. He meant I'm to live there. And so the only way I can get there is by allowing my mind to be renewed to the way God sees things, not the way I see things. You know, many times when things don't pan out and they seem to be delayed, we get impatient. But all the while, God's plan is at work. If you know you're living by faith in your heart, then you allow those promises to unfold through that patience. So many people quit the process of God because it's not coming quick enough. But if you redeemed that time with God and stopped allowing the thought processes that must everything must be now. If you just stop doing that and you allow the process of time that God has given you and allotted to you, remember this word works in the time frame of God. Now obviously we can influence that if we're in unbelief. But we need to recognize that time is a major commodity. For our life. That doesn't mean you shouldn't relax. But be careful you don't relax too much. Because we can get slothful in that area as well. And so think about this. The days of your life are 70 years. Or even if because of strength, 80 years. Jesus achieved an entire life goal... In three years. And he slept. And he rested. But the difference was, yes I know he's the son of God. And I understand that. But there was something that he did. That he told us to do. That he taught his disciples. That we so often fail to do. He said, I do nothing. Except my father tells me. That's redeeming time. If the Spirit of God comes to you and says, Meditate on Romans 12, 2, go and meditate. Don't waste time reasoning. Oh, I know that scripture. I've read that many times. Don't do that. Go to the scripture and redeem the time because He's directing you to bring fruitfulness. Out of that, however long you sit there with that scripture, he's going to bring a fruitfulness out of it. Don't allow reason to move you along. So we've got this finite time that we're working with. And we're required to steward it. So go with me to Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 8. Such a powerful passage of scripture. Well, in fact, I'm going to pick up from verse 1. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart Keep my commandments. Listen carefully. For length of days. Is that what the Bible says? And long life and peace they will add to you. Think about that. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Look what happens. And so you find favour. You do what? And so you find favour and high esteem with God and man. When you redeem the time of sitting with God's Word and you allow the Proverbs of Solomon, wisdom beyond measure, come to you, you'll be amazed what will start happening in your life. He says in verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Verse 6, In all your ways, acknowledge Him. How many ways? All your ways. If you're living, and you are, you are using time. So if you acknowledge Him, you're redeeming time. Are you getting this? Listen, in all your ways, not some of them. Well, this one I'll just handle myself, Lord. No, he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. For it will be health your flesh and strength to your bones the Bible tells me there's no mention here about even somebody praying for me now obviously the Bible says lay hands on the sick for those spiritual giants that were about to jump on me but look at this it says when you redeem the time with me it'll start to bring health to your flesh and strength to your bones imagine that imagine that but isn't it appointed for all to die yes you just give up the ghost and leave you don't have to leave sick hello you don't have to leave sick How we redeem time, Philippians 2, verse 12 to 13. How we redeem time determines the quality of life that we will live in Christ Jesus. Let's look at that scripture. Please filter thinking of more as part of redeeming time. Because if you don't, you won't. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. How do we work out our salvation? The time that we have. When we set time aside for God, that's how we start working out our salvation. It doesn't mean running around doing functions. Everything in God flows out of our relationship and fellowship with Him. That's where it comes from. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Doesn't that just depict once again exactly what Christ said? Listen, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. That's exactly what Jesus said. He said, I do the will of my Father. Make 24 a year When you abandon self-preservation and you learn to yield to the promptings of the Holy Ghost, no matter how strange they may seem. So uh, a persevering prayer is a tool that God uses. One of the tools that God uses For us to redeem time. I hope I say redeeming time another many times before I leave you so you get it. Because redeeming time is taking back what was lost. And you take back what was lost and you create. You give way, because you're redeeming time, you give way to the opportunities which the enemy stole. That's why the Bible says the first will be lost, and the last will be first. It's all dependent on how we'll walk in our walk with God. He's not trying to limit anybody. That's why we call ourselves word-based, spirit-moved. Because he's not limiting. He's not limiting. But there is that wonderful commodity called patience. So what we see here is Daniel. I want to, because of time I can't go there now, but Daniel, we touched on it last week, One of the things that you can reflect through Daniel's life, and let me remind you, he was in captivity for 70 years, his entire life. And he was a prayer. So go down this road a little bit with me. Did he not ask to go back to Jerusalem? He was a prince. When they were taken captive. He wasn't your average Joe. The Bible says there was wisdom and understanding so strongly on his life that the king recognized it when he was brought before him. But he didn't yield to his natural wisdom and understanding. He yielded to a knee that bowed before God Almighty continuously. He persevered through the purpose of God. I don't know, the Bible doesn't say, did he mention to God, I'd like to go back to Jerusalem? I'd like to go back to Israel. The Bible doesn't say as far as I've seen. But what he did was through persevering prayer, he took on the heart of God for the end time and he was revealed, he, God revealed to him the end time that we now living in because of persevering prayer. And there were many times, as you know, in his life, that that prayer came in total contradiction to a pagan system, which is essentially where we're living. Pagan system is very prevalent in our own country. You know, I believe we're a Christian church, a Christian nation. I just wonder why nobody's in church or very little if we're Christian. Just a question. So what I want you to see is your life, God, has a purpose. And the purpose is according to His plan, which is the image of Christ, and then everything else comes. And so Daniel had this amazing fortitude to pray things through. If it's one thing I know I have to do, time with God. Nothing else matters quite the same. I'll tell you up front, at times the price is high because the flesh doesn't feel like doing it. Or the family's there. And you also just want to sit around and drink coffee and eat mince pies. Do you understand? But the importance of time, not just personally, but for the kingdom, that's where my focus is, the kingdom. Because when I seek the kingdom, my family is taken care of. I said, when I seek the kingdom, my family is taken care of. When I seek the kingdom, I'm not wasting time. Things become productive and much starts to happen in so many different areas. So prayer, this type of prayer requires a separation, which is something we don't always like. But that separation is where you find the heart of God. Amen? Let me close. In that place of separation, you will find the ability to refuse the wisdom of the world. You didn't hear what I said. In that place of separation, you will find the ability and the fortitude to refute any wisdom that comes from the world system. You'll have that fortitude to be able to hold on what God has said. It's that important. But something else happens when you redeem time with God and you separate yourself in that way. Something happens to your character. You may not sense it quite as strongly in the beginning, but a courage starts to grow. You need to hear me. There's no damn courage in the earth today. they cowards. They hide behind social media. They don't face face to face anymore. They make comments and insult people behind the facade of social media. But you see, men and women of integrity that know the Spirit of Christ and spend time with their Father walk in a courageous spirit as David did, as Daniel did. And so we can go through the Bible. Peter became another man when the power of God came upon him. When the Holy Ghost came upon him, he became another man. Amen. 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 And so I want you to see this as I close. That such a courageous and uncompromising spirit, that's what happens when you pursue prayer. In the word, you see, because the, you won't just kanda bachanda. The Holy Ghost will take you into the word all the time. He will take you in the word. He will teach you from the word. He never is apart from the word. Amen. So, if you get any revelation while you pray, it better be word-based and spirit moved. Hello. Hello. So, such courageous and, uncom- and an uncompromising spirit, listen to this carefully. This is not sensationalism that I'm about to say. Gives God spectacular opportunities to display his power on our behalf. Why are Christians disappointed, discouraged? Why? They don't spend time with God. They don't allow their character. I will not compromise. I will be courageous. Because that's what praying in the Spirit does. It gives you courage. So what did that look like? How about a lion's mouth shutting? Not lion, lions. How about a fire heated seven times, hotter than usual, so hot that the men that threw them in got burnt, but they never even smelled of smoke. Do we smell of the world? Do we? Or do we smell of the purified fire, the fragrance of Christ? We're to carry the fragrance of Christ. Amen. 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 I'm closed. Lost statement. Spiritual counterfeits can never stand in the presence of the wisdom and power of the Holy Ghost. So God gave us a gift, praying in the Spirit. But we also pray with understanding. Amen. But praying in the Spirit, it builds something on the inside of us and it gives us the ability of 2 Corinthians 10 let's go there and i close 2 Corinthians 10 this, this is called incremental closure <laughs> 2 Corinthians 10 I'm going to read from verse 1 to 6 and then we close now, I, Paul, myself am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent am bold toward you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. He's talking to the church. For though I walk in the flesh, I do not war against the flesh. For the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. There are no counterfeits that can stand against the Holy Ghost and the Word that He releases in these times, casting down arguments. We have to do that. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity. Every thought. Which is Which thoughts? Every thought to what? The obedience of Christ. If that thought is contradictory to obedience in Christ, rid yourself of it quickly because it leads to greater levels of disobedience. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled, spiritual counterfeits will never stand and overcome the Holy Ghost and the power that he has and is placed within us. Amen.